Hey guys, welcome back to uh, Yolk Christian Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I, uh, I'm here with Codus today as usual, and we're both super stoked to talk about Matthew chapter 4. We both really oh, like I it. love Matthew chapter 4. Yeah, it's, where, it's just where it begins, you know? It's like, it's just exactly, the excitement. Yeah. It starts off on such an important thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and if we left off where Jesus got baptized at the end of Matthew chapter 3, we left off, Jesus got baptized. Um, the Holy Spirit, or the, sorry, the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And then in verse 17, it says that God then said, this is my son who brings me great joy. And we talked about uh, how when we feel proud, you know, or somebody expresses that they're proud of us, how great we feel. Yeah. Um, so anyways, going into Matthew chapter 4 now. Um, this is really the, the beginning of the story of where Jesus goes into to the wilderness to be tempted. Um, mm-hmm. Super, super incredible story and in how it can relate to our lives. Yeah, because what we forget sometimes is that Jesus is man too. <clears throat> yes, 100%. One second, I got a cough. You're good. <clears throat> yes. So while he is all God technically, he is still man, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people remember that. Like, he is still man. Yeah. Lord of Lord, King of Kings. Yes. Even he yes. can be test- or tempted. And uh, so... Anyways, we'll uh, get into it. So in verse 1, it says that the Spirit guided Jesus into the wilderness. I'm going to stop there. That's not even the whole verse. Okay. So that's <laughs> how you know. That's how you know this is a, a very meaty uh, chapter. I was about to say, that. yes, meaty. That's, that's the best way yeah. to describe it. So the Spirit, remember, because whenever the Spirit descends upon, or whenever somebody is saved, the Spirit fills them, right? And yeah. so the Spirit guided Jesus into the wilderness. So it's... Can you imagine being Jesus, right? Okay, I, I guess we can't really imagine being Jesus, but imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough to imagine. <laughs> imagine, though, God guiding you into the situation where yeah. you don't know where it's leading, but it basically sounds as absurd as running to the forest, not knowing what's in the forest, but just going, right? Yeah. So, like, that's what Jesus, the situation Jesus is in. Granted, Jesus is also God, um, but let's kind of, like, let's not dive into the Trinity again. Yeah, that's, that's so a whole confusing. other conversation. So, <laughs> um, but for real, though, like, have you ever been in a situation where like God tells you to do something, but you don't necessarily know if you want to do it just because you don't know where it leads. Yep. All the time. Exactly. I feel like that's most of the time. Like it's, it's like, it's like a mm. uh, stepping, like you're on stairs. Right. But like, you don't yeah. necessarily know if the stairs there cause you're blindfolded. And so like you, you mm. feel like you might be falling off a cliff, but at the same time, uh, you know, there might be a stair, but sometimes it's like, we're walking blindfolded too. Like we're in like, like the, the house of mirrors, I guess, like at like theme parks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except maybe the, the mirror has to do with feeling rather than seeing, I, I don't really know, but like, it's very confusing. Like you don't know where you're going next. Um, but anyways, so the spirit guided Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan, Satan himself, the, mm. uh, the prince of darkness. Right. Um, so, so More now like princess, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh, call him out. Okay. Yeah, I, I called him out. <laughs> hey, I know who. I don't. Okay, this is my I don't, I, side comment. Mm-hmm. Why does he still try? Because the devil knows the Bible. Like he knows it front to back. Why is he still trying? Because he knows he's gonna lose at the end of the day. Like yeah. at the end of times, he knows he's going to lose. So why? I don't understand why he keeps going. I just don't he, understand. Because he, he's a sore loser. <laughs> no I, I i kid you not so is that really he, it yeah he he knows he can't win so what he does is he's like you know what god wants I'll all bring these people, people down with me exactly so he's going to bring humans down with him so he's going to try for all he's worth to get every individual soul that he can so he's a sore loser that's all it is what a loser right <laughs> gosh can't stand that guy yeah Ugh. Uh, but <laughs> and then okay so to be sent uh, to be tempted by satan himself so then verse yeah. two um, it says that Jesus fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. So does that mean like 
because there's different ways of fasting. Did mm-hmm. he like not eat at all? Um, my mom asked me that, and I said, you know what? I actually don't fully know that answer. So, I think yeah. So with with all over uh, over hello, can I speak? With all other uh, <laughs> fasting uh, references that I'm aware of, I could be wrong. I, yeah. I definitely don't know the exact answer either. Um, but from what I found, I think so because. Uh, whenever it talks about fasting, it's talking about leaving whatever you're fasting from and clinging yeah. to God in that moment, especially in prayer. So like when it says that Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, I think it's like whenever he thought of food or whenever he wanted food, he just yeah. turned it to prayer. And was like, hey, God, you know, talking to the father that is in that situation. And he is uh, the bread of life. Ooh. OK, go yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah that, that was all I was going off on. But yeah, isn't that a, isn't he that is a somewhere where yeah, where he's the bread of life. He's the bread of life, and uh, he uh, He's the river of flowing water too. That, yeah, that's what and I was saying. All about to that say. go there will thirst no more. That's right. That's Come right. Well, love that. And song. you know what happens when uh, when you don't drink water, you die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and you need you need water. water. You need Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so we'll get into the test. So in uh, verse three, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to kind of jump around a bit, but it'll, it'll be it'll make sense. I promise, guys. Um, so in Trust verse three, that's right. Um, so in verse three, it's the first test where Satan says, okay, Jesus, well, if you're, you know, if aren't you God, why don't you just turn these stones to bread? You haven't eaten. Come on, do it. Yeah. And you're starving, dude. Come on. Exactly. And then in test two, Satan takes him to the highest point. Um, and he says, okay, uh, you know, Jesus, you're the son of God. Why don't you jump? Let the, let the angels catch you. They'll save you. And then in, uh, the third test in verse nine, funny how they're three verses apart, each of them. Interesting how three is the uh, number for perfection. Uh, test three, verse nine. Wow, that's a good point. I never realized what? that. I just noticed it the other day, too, when I was writing these notes down. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, yeah, three, f- three verses apart, each uh, each test is. And so and test three. three tests. Yeah. Oh, I, I add that to it. Yeah, um, there we go. But it's, uh, Satan uh, takes him to the highest mountain in all the world and is like, I will give you the world. Yeah. Just, just come to me. And uh, so – those are the three tests, so keep those in mind. Uh, I they, love. They, I, go ahead. You're probably gonna. I'm probably spoiling it, but I love how he fights with scripture. Yes, that's the next point. Perfect. I absolutely love that because I know when things are getting tough for me, if mm-hmm. if I fight with scripture, if I'm grounded in the Word, it helps me out so much. Yes, so true. Scripture, it's such a powerful reminder too, and it's just oh, I just love how he fought with scripture. Is that it is any... what we all should do. Is it in Ephesians where it talks about the armor of God? I might, it might not be Ephesians. Yeah, it is. A, ooh, I think it is. Yeah. It is um, but believe. the Bible is the sword of truth, right? Yeah. And so I love that because, like, Jesus responded with his sword, the Bible. And so, like, he was fighting off the devil with his sword just as somebody else would, you know. Like, you know, imagine the movie 300, right? You're fighting with your sword as Jesus yeah. would the scripture. And But anyways, yeah. So Jesus responded with scripture with every single test. So, like, in the first one, um, the first test, he said – People don't live on bread, but on the word of God. In the second test, he said, don't test the Lord your God. In the third test, he said, worship God and serve him only. And so he was referring to scripture and all of those, of course. Yeah. And, uh, but in verse oh, 10, I, I love, dude, I, I got to say this one. Cause I yeah. love this. I love, like he looked Jesus straight in the eyes and he says, go away, Satan. Yes. So it is written, worship the Lord, your God and serve only him. And it says, yep. then the devil left him and angels came and began to serve him. Like, yep. it's like the thing I talked about, like, three or two podcasts ago. Smith Wigglesworth was his name. He mm-hmm. woke up one day and saw a demon at the edge of his bed. And he said, oh, it's just you. And went back to bed. Like, can yeah. you imagine telling, like, the devil, like, oh, you know, 
like you're weak pretty much. Like, right? oh, that is powerful. Yeah. And like like he just says, get out of here, Satan. Yeah. And like, so, yeah, geez. Jesus was just so fed up. He's like, just get out of here. And then I don't know okay. if you. Jesus has sass. I, he had some. If you read. Oh, you know. He had a little bit of tude with him. Yeah, that's right. A little bit of tune. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit of a uh, like some hand talking too, like hand gestures. Like, oh, get out of here, like swiping away. You know, like, Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, yeah. no swiping. I, I, yeah, I could still imagine Jesus, you know, just he was a hand talker, you know. That's right. I mean, I'm a hand talker. I, like even now, like I'm talking with my hands. Yeah. And, like if somebody's watching, you're probably like, oh, what is he doing? When I like preach my youth group and stuff, I'll like, I, I, I definitely use my hands and like, mm-hmm. and I, get, I get into it. But, you know, that's what makes a, a great public speaker is like because when you move your hands and stuff, because I'm a communications major. And so they talk. Look, obviously, you don't want to move too dude? much. Jeez. <laughs> You're everything. Um, I, that's that's nothing to do with me. That's everything to do with God. Um, that's fair. Good. Yeah. Good but. So, but you don't want to move too much, right? But you want to move just enough to keep their attention because obviously yeah. when you're up there, especially when you're talking about the Bible, sadly, it's, yeah. it's not very engaging. My, so. my pastor, he runs left and right on stage. Oh I love my that. gosh. I he love gets that. like so into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are the, those are the best. And like ones that like, I don't know my dad, cause like I said, he's a pastor and, and uh, he was always really good at captivating with stories. And so, well, while yeah. he's telling stories, I love those like, kind of pastors. Right. And I mean, that's what, that's what Jesus did. He spoke in parables. Yeah. And so the ones that go parables. up there and I, dude, they're the best. Like this, it's a, a story and an analogy all in one. Um, yeah. so it just really, is nice. But like my dad, he's, I remember this one time, uh, just a fun fact. Um, so he, we're, I don't know if you deer hunt or not, but we do. And, oh, yeah. um, yeah. So I love to bow hunt, right. That's just my passion. Yeah. When, I can never get hunting. into bow hunting. I don't know why I'm just shotgun or muzzleloader. Oh yeah, see, you're you're more skilled than I am. Um, <laughs> I don't so, know. Like, a bow's not easy, but it's not easy. But I definitely can't shoot skeet worth a flip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so or doves or ducks, anything. I I miss every single time. It's awful. All right. Um, but so, anyways, my dad one day he he brought his target to church. Keep in mind, this is when like we had like I don't know what your size church is, but we had like two, maybe two hundred fifty people in this church service this one time. Yeah. And. Uh... This was at its peak of, of uh, I guess, congregational numbers. And so, yeah. anyways, he brought his bow to church and his his, uh, his target. And so he literally I – don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> I was itty-bitty. I was like eight or ten. I don't remember the point he was trying to make. But he shot his bow and arrow in the search – in church service, oh, no. right? Did he miss? No, he hit it. He hit it. Oh, okay, fine. good. Yeah, that would have yeah. been bad. Yeah, no, he's a much better shot than I am um, <laughs> in, with everything, guns, everything. He uh he was a SWAT commander at one point and he was a wow, sniper. Wow, that's cool. That's he, that's cool. Yeah, he had the first uh first K nine unit in, uh, in in the county. And anyways, he's a really cool story. Like I said, if you want to ever anybody listening, if you want to go listen to his TikToks, we he, gotta get him on the podcast. Oh, dude, he'd love it. I'm I'm all for it. Um, but he loves to tell his stories because his stories are so yeah, fascinating. Him. Yeah, yeah, and but like. So, oh yeah. Anyways, what I was saying, if you want to go follow him, guys, uh, TikTok. His name is uh, Preacher. That's P R E A C H E R. Preacher, nine zero three four. Super interesting guy. He has guy. an accent, all right. What now? He has an accent, all right. You guys oh, have accents down there. Yeah, you hear the southern in him. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, we, we're so we're kind of close to Atlanta. We're about forty five minutes south of it. So, like, okay. my my wife is in, or she grew up in Blue Ridge. So that's like an hour and a half north. Um, yeah. And. 
in Georgia, it's it's kind of interesting because like if you're north side of Atlanta, like if you're in the mountains, like you're hickbilly. Yeah. Like nobody ever says hickbilly, but like you're <laughs> hickbilly. Yeah. And so like you speak very southern. You guys stick together. Like it's a, it's a very close community in the it's mountains. A clan? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, um, we won't talk about incest in any way. Um, but <laughs> you know how those hickbillies are in the mountains. Yeah, I get Them and their that. moonshine. Um, I, that, did I just make a stereotype? Is that bad? That's probably bad. I, 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 I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, so she grew up in Blue Ridge. It's a really small town. Um, absolutely loved the city of Blue Ridge and her family and all that fun stuff. Um, but then we grew up, or at least I grew up, on the south side of Atlanta. So 45 minutes south of it. So if you're familiar with Georgia or anything, like there's Metro Atlanta, you know, which okay, kind of. What? what yeah, is so, that? so Atlanta's the city, right? That's like yeah. the, the capital. But then. Basically, 30 minutes surrounding Atlanta is what everybody calls Atlanta. Um, it, it, it's, it's probably like 50 different cities, but everybody in Georgia just calls it Atlanta because it's, it's basically Atlanta um, extended. So we call oh, it. Oh, Met- yeah. We have Des Moines up here, and it's sort of like that, like all mm-hmm. Ankeny and everything. Like, you probably yeah. don't know what all that is, but it's like the place that's around it. We just call it Des Moines, though. But. Yeah. Yep. And we just call it Metro Atlanta. And so, but I live just outside of Metro Atlanta. I'm in Coweta County. Um, I guess. Over the last 10 years, it's probably starting to be considered Metro Atlanta. I know her family considers it to be Atlanta. So, <laughs> um, but so what I, I say all that to say this is like, I don't really like, obviously, wherever you're at in the, in the world, you don't think you have an accent. Um, yeah, but exactly. like when I'm in Atlanta, I have a really southern accent. But when I'm in Blue Ridge, I have a really city accent. And <laughs> it's funny because like I don't belong <laughs> anywhere. When you uh, say city accent, I just think of like, oh, crumpets of tea. And oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. why, but <laughs> no, it's not even close, yeah. but. Yeah, no, we don't speak British, I guess, over here <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but it's just, you know, people that. <laughs> well, um, I guess the Brits that live in Atlanta speak Brit. But um, <laughs> but anyways, we're, we were way off track here. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but it says, get out of here, Satan. And that's in verse 10. And so this is what I always love to point out. This is verse 11. Okay, it says, the angels came and took care of him. Yes. So oh, Jesus, Lord of Lord, King of Kings, King of all nations, King of all kings, right? After three temptations, he had to be taken care of by angels. Not necessarily had. I mean, he's God, but like angels came to take care of him. So like, can you imagine? That's three. The best, this best man to ever live the earth. After three temptations, he had angels come help him. So I don't know about you, but me. Uh, that means I probably need help after one temptation. So yeah. I probably need to reach it, yeah. out to my accountability partners. Um, if you don't have any uh, people that are I listening. I got to get some. I uh, yeah. Well, we can be each other's. Um, right, and so if you don't have an accountability partner, you need one. Like it's just the part of fellowship. That's yeah. part of, you know, that, our, our that faith. fellowship. We can make a whole episode about that. Oh, dude. that is so important. Write that down, write that down, write that down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> um, so, but the angels can take care of them. So we probably need to have help after even just one temptation. Let's just yeah. be real. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's basically the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Um, and so right after that in verse 12, it, it Really, Jesus begins his ministry. This is yeah, where it all begins. This is where it gets good. This yeah. is when stuff happens. So, um, <laughs> it kind of fast forwards a little bit. Verse twelve starts with saying that John got arrested. John the Baptist yeah. gets arrested, and uh, so, um, just kind of a recap. Yeah, that's I guess a, that's a that's a headache. Oh right, yeah. Or well, something there. Oh uh, yeah. Well, we'll get into all of that, I guess, sooner or later. Um, that was a bad pun. Anyway, <laughs> I love puns. They're so punny. <laughs> um, 
But <laughs> anyway, so it says, so Jesus began in Nazareth then, right? Uh, at this point. So in verse 12, so Jesus began in Nazareth. And oh, then he. Also, one thing I like mm-hmm. to, I'd like to point out Nazareth wasn't a very nice place. So when people heard like Jesus of Nazareth, like the Messiah is from Nazareth, like this city, I, I, at least I, I think it was, it was a pretty nasty city. Like it wasn't that fancy and all that. Mm-hmm. So when people heard Jesus of Nazareth, like why would he come from Nazareth? Why would the Messiah come exactly. from Nazareth? That's, that's literally the equivalent of like a, a Democrat saying, oh, they're from Texas or a uh, Republican yeah. saying, oh, they're from New York. Yeah. You know, so um, it's, it's interesting. Also, stuff like that. The king of all kings, you know, Jesus, he was born in a stable too. Like, right. He was born with the like the lowest of the lows, you know. Yeah. Like, you could say now he's not saying he's the low man. I'm just saying like. Oh yeah, I follow. Yeah. yeah he's not. Yeah. He didn't come in all high and mighty and everything. No. Nope. You know. Nope. It's humbling. He had a very humble beginning. I mean, yes. you can look at his beginning that we talked about in the episode, the first episode, and like, I mean, he was traveling everywhere. Like he didn't really have a home. Yeah. He's almost like a military child. He yeah. Had, I guess as an equivalent. He probably had some good calves. I'll tell you what, walking all the time. Oh, you got a point. I bet you had some some thick soles too. Been, Ooh, oh, thick soles. Oh, that's okay. I get. I was that. talking about feet, but you know, I bet hey, he's got. Yeah. It worked with both. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Let's not talk about feet here. Um. So he's, <laughs> he, he's, he started in Nazareth, right? Let's just move on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in Nazareth. Nazareth, and then he went on to to Capernaum or Capernaum, Capernaum, however you want to say it. Let's I, just I think say it's Capernaum. Is why I've always said it. Okay, Capernaum. I don't know. I don't. But anyways, so this fulfilled a prophecy in both Isaiah chapter 9 and chapter 42, um, saying that that's where his his, uh, ministry would begin. And then in verse 17, this is Jesus' very first sermon. And and hear me when I say this, his very first sermon ever. So you can imagine the importance, right? You stole it from John. I'm kidding. I said you stole his sermon from John. Yeah, you beat me to it. He says, repent of your sins and turn to God. Kingdom of heaven is near. You're right. He kind of did steal it from John, but yeah. like, nevertheless, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's, uh, it's still important. And so if you have, if you're saved, you admit that Jesus Christ is, is and I, we haven't said it yet on this podcast, but um, you can admit that Jesus is real, that he was a historical figure, and you can admit that he was the Messiah. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you're saved because demons even believe that he is the Messiah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. And I forget the reference that uh, that it says that in the Bible, but even the gem- uh, the demons, hello, even the demons believe uh, that he was the Messiah. And so you have to repent of your sins you on sure? top of believing. Are you sure you have a, a thing for communication? Because, I mean, I keep forgetting how to communicate. <laughs> hey, I, I, I tell you, man, I feel like I have a stutter or something. And it's funny <laughs> because, like, I, I feel like I never had a stutter. You're speaking uh, in tongues. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, fun fact about speaking in tongues is um, – it's, it's so I think it's Corinthians. It says that don't speak in tongues. Like it doesn't denounce speaking tongues. Like it says that it's probably from the Holy Spirit. But it says it is wrong to do so unless you have a, an interpreter. Uh, so if you ever go to yeah, if you ever go to a church and they have people speaking in tongues and nobody's interpreting, then that's biblically incorrect. Fun fact. Um, what I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I, had, I did a study um, on tongues because I was intrigued. I was like, is that actually biblical? Yeah. I, I and, feel like uh, it's real. I, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it's one hundred percent real. I yeah. feel like. Because I know I I, I want I, I want to say it's real because I've definitely seen mm-hmm. it a bunch, mm-hmm. but I've heard people like sometimes like my pastor used talking about sometimes when he's just driving you know he'll just speak in tongues like just praying yeah. to God yeah. like is there a different kind of speaking in tongues like one that's uh, for you and God and then there's one that's prophecy right because I know there's that separate prayer language that I know there's true. one for prophecy so I don't know where the fine lines work there. Because you know, it I, says I it's a language for just you and God to understand. 
Absolutely. But there's yeah. also the prophecy ones. So mm-hmm. it kind of. Maybe that's the ones where it says that you need an interpreter. I, ha- yeah, I have to go back and look at my document. We, we talked about, we've been, we've been talking about the gifts of the spirit at church. Mm-hmm. And that was like the very first one. And I think he said something about that. Like if it's for prophecy, there's going to be an interpretation, interpret, interpreter there. Mm-hmm. But if, cause there, but there is another one where it's just for only you and God. Yeah. That makes sense. Which, I mean, uh, I forget the reference, but it says that uh, the Holy Spirit speaks on your behalf in prayer. And so, like, sometimes you can't yeah. get what you're trying to say out. So the Holy Spirit will communicate to yeah. God for you. It'll find what you need. Exactly. And maybe that it, maybe it's kind of in conjunction with that, um, where, like, you're, you're speaking in tongues. And so the Holy Spirit, obviously, giving you the, the tongues to speak um, uh-huh. kind of relays that up. Um, but, yeah, that could be a whole other video. Tongue, yeah. Right now, right now, right now. Oh, I got um, it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I love Galatians five and how the gifts of the spirit, the fruits oh, of the spirit. Yeah. Um, so, well, that'll that'll I, I guarantee you that'll come up in multiple episodes. Um, oh yeah. So, his very first sermon. Get back to it. Verse seventeen: Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Then in verse eighteen. Um, so, if you're familiar with the map of uh, Capernaum or Capernaum, however you want to say it, it's right beside the Sea of Galilee, right? So Jesus, while there, he's walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Um, again, beside Capernaum or uh, Capernaum, however you want to say it. Capernaum, um, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Jesus walking on the, sh- the shore, and he came across two fishermen. They were brothers, and their names were Peter and Andrew. Um, <clears throat> and so Peter and Andrew, if you've seen The Chosen or if you're familiar with the Bible, they are fairly important characters. This is where yep. the the, uh, the protagonist of the Bible meets his uh, – I'm trying to think in, in Lord of the Rings uh, kind of vibe. His companion. He, he meets his companion. He meets, he there finds you. his Sam, you know, or yeah, Sam's, I should there say. There you go. Obi-Wan and, finds his Anakin. Well, maybe not, maybe not that. Maybe that, that'll come and play with Judas. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 There you go. Actually, that, wow. Yeah. yeah that's actually very well. Yep. Um, so, but Jesus saw <laughs> Peter and Andrew, they were brothers and he said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that analogy because they're, of course they're fishermen. So they're used to fishing for fish. Um, but he says he, you know, relates his mission mm-hmm with their current job. Yeah. Didn't he like just put, give them a bunch of fish in like a second, just flooded their boat with a bunch of fish. Okay. So like, I I know that's a story. I think it's in Mark, but in Matthew, it doesn't mention that. Yeah. Cause I know I was reading Mark. I think that's what it says where, Oh, I'm not going to look through it all right now. Yeah. You're good. You're good. But I'm pretty sure he just floods the whole thing Mm -hmm. with fish. Yeah. There's a story where like they're, they're fishing and he's like, are you catching anything? And they're all like, no, he's like, throw it on the other side. And so they threw it on the other side and they catch a whole bunch of fish. Um, I know it's in the Bible. I just, it's just not. Oh yeah. So it's Mark 16. Mark 16. Um, Is it when he finds Peter and Andrew? Yeah. He says, so as they passed alongside the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, Simon's brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers of men. Follow me. Jesus told them, and I'll make you fish fish for people. Mm. Okay. It doesn't say that, but. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Um, oh, well. But I know Matthew, so of course we keep saying that he's analytical, right? And so yes. I think the reason, like, if that is the, if, exactly, and if, if, if that is the same story, um, if that is, is the same, you know, uh, correlation, same reference, then I think the reason Matthew doesn't include it in his book is simply because he's trying, he's setting up his, his big main point, right? Yeah. That Jesus is the Messiah. And so that's not necessarily important at this point because that could be coincidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, well you just threw it on the other side of the boat. Maybe there is a, a drop off there or something like that. And so maybe yeah. that's why you caught fish. So it's a coincidence. It could be a coincidence. 
That's right, Godsidence. <laughs> at least, at least the the Pharisees had they seen that, or the fishermen, yeah. Peter and Andrew, had they seen that, they probably wouldn't have said Godsidence. They would have, yeah. They probably been like, oh, there's something there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that's probably why Matthew didn't include it. But moving on, um. Then in verse 21, Jesus walking along the shore after, of course, this is after meeting Peter and Andrew, he left them behind at this point, or maybe they're following. I'm not sure. Um. But anyways. Verse 21, he's walking a little bit further, and then he sees two more brothers. He sees James and John. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, this is not John the Baptist. This is a separate John. There's um, a lot of Johns. There are a lot of there's Johns. There's like three, four, isn't there? There's, there's, a, there's a good many. Yeah. yeah. And the same with James. There's a good many James, too. I think yeah. I think, uh, I think, think Jesus actually has brothers named both James and John. Yeah, but I don't, he does. Yeah. But I don't think these are them. <laughs> no. Um, so walking a little bit further, he sees James and John's again. They're, they're brothers. And their father is Zebedee. Okay. And so, Zebedee, uh, I don't know. Well, mine says Zebedee. Of course, it's different translations. So it's the same principle, well, right? Anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, so then James and John follow him. He does the same thing. I'll make a fish with men, I guess. And so they follow him, right? But then they leave Zebedee behind. They leave their father behind. Um, and so, mm-hmm. but can you imagine? Okay, put yourself in the father's shoes. Uh, this random this, man comes up and yep. says, follow me. And your kids yep. just leave. Your kids just leave, right? Like, but you, he, think they, you think they hesitated at all? Surely, surely. And I think this is my thought. I think that's why they left the father behind because they, they're like, oh, we can't leave this stuff behind. But the father's probably like, oh, no, it's fine. Y'all go. Y'all go. Um, I, I'll, I'll stay with the ship. But here's my thought is the father is – granted, it wasn't God's will, so it doesn't really matter. But um, from a human point of view, right, looking at the situation, mm-hmm. the father missed out on an opportunity to become a disciple of Jesus yeah. because he stayed back at the like, boat. It would have all played out if he – became one of the disciples yeah well it wasn't god's will so there we go yep <laughs> yep Sorry, you're that. not part of my dad's will see ya yeah exactly but i love i love trying to put myself in like these characters shoes to try oh, to yeah, understand definitely. them you know um and so granted i know it wasn't god's will of course for the father to go with them but you know it just mm-hmm. kind of gives you a better understanding um yeah. and then verse 23 uh they they go out at this point you've got uh peter andrew james and john with jesus they're going out um, and Jesus is doing his thing. He he's preaching in synagogues because he first went to the Jews, right? Because yeah, um, let, let's let's stick with that. He's going to the Jews right now. So he went preaching in synagogues throughout Galilee, um, healing all kinds of illnesses, right? Um, and so then in verse twenty four, it says news about this. This is interesting. News about this these these healings, right? They spread as far as Syria from Galilee. Yep. Now, if you don't know how far that is, I did some math. Okay. Okay, so, here we go. So it was 379 kilometers, which is equivalent to I don't I don't speak kilometers, I speak miles. Exactly. So that's equivalent <laughs> to 235 miles. Wow. According to Google, uh, you know. Um oh, yeah, but yeah. here's what's interesting, okay? 235 miles. Keep in mind there, there's no technology. There is no, no uh calling somebody. This is simply travelers going on donkey or camel or whatever they're on, right? And going Walking. city to city. Yeah, walking even, and literally the first thing they say to people when they see somebody is like, yo, I just saw this dude heal somebody with this kind of disease, like say uh, leprosy or, you know, leprosy, it's, it's leprosy. <laughs> and even like like demons and like all these yeah. things, like like you, you talk about that, but like mm-hmm. it traveled so fast. I don't know how long Jesus was in Galilee, but obviously it was long enough for this word to travel, right? Yeah. But 235 miles, guess how far that is um, in, I guess, um, uh, United States? How far? So that's the same distance, literally. Like it's two hundred thirty-one miles from New York to DC. Wow, 
that's pretty far. And, and that's the same distance approximately as like the north of uh, from the top of Georgia to the south end of Georgia. So like, I don't know how big, uh, I guess all the states are over your way, you know, in regards to miles, but it'd be, I don't know. I, I don't know. Sure. Everybody's familiar with New York and DC. So let's just stick with that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so it, it's well, far. Actually, we have some UK viewers, by the way. So, uh, hello. Uh, yeah. Howdy. UK. Howdy. Yeah. Um, well, I guess in that, I don't know how far. I imagine it's a few countries because I know the country's a little bit smaller than some states over that yeah. way. So, like, I don't know. I'm just going to guess London to France. Um, I think that's a way big difference. But Is it? Yeah, I, it really is. Um, that's all right. That's all right. Well, keep distracting while I Google it real quick. All right. Um, so, actually, there was 35 miracles, I believe, that are in the Bible, I believe. For real? Um, like, of this, inst- uh, is, yeah, this instance? What? I, no, like it talks about thirty-five things that, like the thirty-five miracles of Jesus. Like, oh, oh, done. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were saying he performed. Oh, I just turned the page to like Matthew five and mm-hmm. like six. Everything's highlighted. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have a lot <laughs> to talk about. I love that. Um, so the distance from France to London is three hundred and eighty miles. Okay, so, so I was wrong. Never mind. Well, no, uh, you're kind of right. It's 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 like a extra hundred. Know, like, yeah, so it's about fifty percent. The distance, if that even makes sense. So hopefully um, that makes sense for you, uh, you so UK people. So it's times and a half the distance. So it's, it's pretty far. Um, yes. Regardless, <laughs> that's really far for word to spread that far, right? Especially so, to walk, yeah. Yeah. And it, again, this is verse 24. It says, so they started bringing him the sick, demon-possessed, epileptic, and he healed all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, epilepsy. Um, do you know what that is? Epilepsy? Yeah. Yeah, my sister has it. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. you want tell us tell us a little bit about it. Um, uh, all I know is it causes seizures. Uh, so it mm-hmm. can be from many things, mm-hmm. uh, loud noises sometimes, or mm-hmm. it could be flashing lights. Um, or when your brain pretty much gets overstimulated way too fast, you can basically have a seizure. I don't know how seizures work. You're the yeah. medical man, so you can explain how that works. But yeah, well, it's, I have a very limited uh, medical background. But <laughs> when I, what I was taught was that epilepsy was basically it's unknown cause for seizures and so i think that's what it is by like definition something along those lines and so like you said it could be flashing lights it could be literally word like somebody yeah. could say a simple word and it could trigger you know a seizure um so that would be a weapon right there oh yeah that'd be bad yeah yeah for sure especially if like people knew that word and like yeah. they, they didn't like you and they just, yeah, a lot so, of people are dumb too so they'd be uh, like oh this word you know oh this is funny let's just say this word yeah um yeah, people are whack. Um, but anyway, so like even in today's modern medicine, there are seizures with unknown cause. We just know it has something to do with the brain, you know, something misfiring, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so but in today's modern medicine, we don't have an explanation. And so even back then, they really didn't have an explanation. The only Jesus. medicine we need is Jesus, by the way. That's right. That's right. And uh, so Jesus healed him, healed them all. Um, and then it says so verse cool. 25. I know. Like, can you imagine, like, seeing Jesus? Like, even just, like, being one of these random bystanders. Just, like, I seeing don't care this... if I was 100 miles away. If I saw Jesus, I would just be happy. Like, right? I just want to see him. And just, ah. Well, here's so the thing. Cool. If I knew he was the Messiah, I'd be really happy. But, like, here's the a thing. A lot of these is, people. Like... Go ahead. They didn't know. A lot of these people didn't know. They, Definitely. Because like... no. a lot of the, <clears throat> what are they called? The priests or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, the oh, no, this ain't, this ain't, no, like, it's not him, you know? Exactly. And so, I mean, you had to know. Yeah. And modern, modern day Pharisees are of course pastors. And like, like I said before, I'm, I'm, I have a history of being a youth pastor. I'm not one currently, but, um, and so like 
I don't know. I like to think that I, I'm relatively semi knowledge. I don't think I know even one percent of the Bible. I probably don't even know a tenth of a percent of the oh, Bible. There's you know? a lot to it. You can, yeah. That's what I love about the Bible. You can never stop studying it. Like no. I have read a lot of the Bible, and I still find new things every mm-hmm. single day. Dude, I can read the same thing ten times over and learn something different every time. You know? Oh yeah, like, exactly, exactly. So, but uh, but so if going back to what I was trying to say about the bystanders, like. I'd, I'd probably, if, if I am who I am today, I'd probably associate myself along the lines of the Sadducees or the Pharisees, right? Yeah. And so I'd probably be like, nah, there's no way this man's the Messiah, you know? So yeah, I'd, especially because, like, yeah. he came from Nazareth, you know, not that well-known of a place. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them thought it was witchcraft, which, yep. I mean, because he was healing people. Like, yeah. leprosy, I don't know if you guys know a lot about leprosy, but it was very, like, if you had leprosy, Mm-hmm. It was a law where you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't like <clears throat> be around people. Like it yeah. was really, really frowned upon, and they killed yeah. people with leprosy. Yeah, they kicked you and out of the city if they didn't kill you. If they were man, merciful. This mm-hmm. random man came into your town, and he's just healing these people with leprosy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you would. I mean, I, I get where they are coming from. You know. Yeah. So yeah, not only was he healing them, but he was also touching them, which was heavily frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which that reminds me of the story of where uh, the guy or the guy, hello, the main character here, Jesus. <laughs> he, uh, he, the guy. Yeah, you know the guy. Um, he spits in the dirt and he picks it up, like rubs it into like mud with a spit, and then he rubs it on this man's eyes and he heals him from being blind. Um, well, I guess that's in Matthew. We'll probably talk about it later, um, yeah. probably in the next couple of chapters. But spoiler alert. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, so it's it's. I don't know. Crazy stuff. Um, but then yeah. verse 25, it says, from then on, large crowds followed him everywhere. I love that. So yeah. like, people recognize, like, this man is actually performing miracles. Like, let's, let's follow him. Like, let's give up our, our, <laughs> yeah. our livelihood. Let's give up our jobs. Let's give up our house. Heck, let's even leave some of our family members behind. These people were willing to sacrifice everything. Heck, the disciples really were, deci- were like willing to deci- uh, sacrifice yeah. everything. But these people, even for a short period of time, were willing to sacrifice everything. Granted, were these same people the ones that chose Barabbas over Jesus or chose to, yeah. to crucify Jesus? Yeah, Probably. Right? But, you know, for this short time, they were willing to sacrifice them. So, and that's, that's really what, what any relationship, what any love relationship is, is sacrifice. Well, and so, I mean, the Bible says it best, you know, there is no greater sacrifice than to love or to lay down one's life for a friend. And, yeah. and Jesus encompasses that perfectly. He, 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 he dies for us. And there is no greater love than that. And, well, he dies? <laughs> oh, geez. I, 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 this is a theory, but I bet he comes back three days later. And then he goes back to heaven and then he comes back again. I don't know, man. That that that's that's pretty tough. I I think I'm willing to bet against you. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna bet against God. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to bet against that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so crazy. There's no way he comes back. <laughs> don't don't you love though, like when you're watching a show and uh, and like your your favorite character, like um, I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't say it because I don't like that I'm watching this show. But it's Game of Thrones, right? It's it's it's. Yeah, it, I've never I, watched it, so don't. I, I don't recommend it. Yeah, I've heard, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've heard iffy things about it. I'm going to say that now. I don't recommend it simply simply because I just finished the first season and half of it could be thrown away because it was all nudity. And so I, I was constantly yeah, fast I haven't watched it. Yeah, and me and my wife were watching it. And like I'm like, this is insane. Like, I don't want to watch this. I don't get how people can be comfortable with that. Like as an actor, I couldn't like – I would oh, hate that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that so yeah. Much. I used to say that I could be an actor because I feel like it would be so easy. Granted, I know it's not. 
I'm not, I'm not discrediting <laughs> yeah. or the, you know, you know, y'all's professions and stuff, but, um, and I was watching that and I was like, uh, uh-uh, I, I'm not going to say yeah. that anymore. Um, but anyway, not so, my job anymore. I quit. Exactly. And so I say that because, uh, my favorite character, he's a man of, of, uh, of honesty, right. Um, yeah. of honor. Uh, his name was Ed Stark. And so they ended up killing him. Right. And so, um, yeah. they chopped his head off and I was thinking, oh. yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. If you hadn't seen it, um, <laughs> It, it's the show's over now, so it should be fine. Um, but like, I watched it and I was like, man, I hope they bring him back because they ended on a cliffhanger, like where the the sword was about to cro- cross through his neck. Like you, d- you couldn't necessarily see that yeah. it went through his head. And uh, anyways, the next episode, I, I quickly realized that that was not going to be a possibility. Um, but anyways, like, don't you love? And going back to my point, don't you love how in a show when a character comes back, like you think they're dead. Yeah. Well, at least if, if it's a character you like, at least you know you, you, it's it's good when they come back. Yeah. So same Sometimes with Jesus. Sometimes it's the character you don't like, and you're like, oh, they're sadly, back. sadly, yeah. Well, I guess uh, you know, point of view, a perspective is important. So if if Satan's reading this, he's like, dang it, he comes back, you know. <laughs> but uh, for for us, you know, we read it, and and if you yeah. don't, if you aren't familiar with the Bible in any way, and you're reading it through and through, you know, you're going to get to that point, and you're going to be like, what? He came back? You know, I don't know. I just feel read, like that. read Revelations. That's a whole. Woo! I, that should have been a separate book, man. <laughs> that book yeah. is intense. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, so crazy. But we won't talk about that now. We'll, no. <laughs> well, that'll have we'll to be get a, to there someday. Someday. Um, and even then, I don't know that I'll even be able to try to interpret it. Oh, um, no, uh, we'll, it's so confusing. Yeah. Like, we'll I have, read it a few times, and mm-hmm. I still don't know what happened. Yeah, I try to read it once a year. and like I. So here's the revelation says this. It's like those who know, I, I forgive me for botching it or butchering it, whatever you want to say it. But yeah, it, sa- it says something along the lines of, for those who know the words of this book will be blessed, or something like that. It says knows the words. It doesn't say knows the interpretations or the possible, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Because, like, people go crazy on, you know, talking about possible interpretations of what this verse means, this verse means, how yeah. they relate. But that's not what we need to know. We just need to know what the Bible says so that when we see it, we can yep. recognize it. Ooh, and also, mm-hmm. saying that, just like Jesus did. If we know the Bible, we can use it when we're being attacked or mm-hmm. when we're going through trials or whatever. Yep. Uh, trials is a whole thing I can talk I can give two episodes on that. Oh, but yeah. We we'll, we'll do it. fight right trials down. with uh, – I got it written down already. But if we can <laughs> fight trials with Scripture, it's going to be so much easier to come out victorious. Yeah, for sure. Man, love that. And then, of course, that's how Jesus responded. We just talked about that. You know, he responded with Scripture. So we it's we need to know Scripture. Yeah. Um. Something while we're talking about this is that I don't think enough churches uh, talk about enough is the importance of memorization. Yeah. You, you know, someday you're not going to have your phone on you. Someday you're not going to have your word on your Bible on you, but you're going to need gonna to Someone's going to be like, what does the Bible say about this? And you're mm-hmm. going to be, uh-oh, I wasn't prepared. And, of course, you can be like, oh, well, I don't know the exact reference. but And, that, and yeah. I, I mock because I do this all the time. Like, even in these videos, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know the reference, but this is what it says. Yeah, um, I'm the exact same way. I don't know the verses mm-hmm. all the time, but I know what it says. So yeah, I'm which, there, but... which is good for us to know. Like, that can help us yeah. improve our daily lives. But when, when it comes to a conversation with somebody else, if we cannot pride, pride hello, if we cannot provide accurate references to what we're speaking of, mm-hmm. then... You know, if, if you're looking, if you're in a debate, right, any sort of debate, and you bring up a source or you mention something and you, you credit this source, but you don't have the proof of the source, like you can't bring the source into question, yeah. then it's, it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not credible. So same thing goes for when you're talking to somebody, you know, in person. It's like, oh, I can't tell you the verse. Well, it's not credible information then because you can be making yeah. it up, you know, sadly. Point. 
Sadly. Really good point. Yeah. Um, so the the importance of not only scripture but also the reference of the scripture is incredibly important. It's something that I need to work on. Um, so my wife and I, what we did was in our bathroom on our mirror. Um, granted, I think I got this idea from my parents because I'd, I'd go in their bathroom as a kid and I'd see like sticky notes and stuff. But uh, what we did was we wrote scripture on our mirror so that in the morning oh, when we we're brushing our teeth. We had something like that in the shower. Like it's like yeah. a waterproof shower thing. Uh-huh. We just write verses on that. That's a good, that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, and I, I loved it, especially at first because, so here's why I missed it. I wrote it at the bottom and I'm, I'm six foot one. And so like, I'm a little bit taller than the bottom of the mirror. And so yeah. like I, every day I'll overlook it. And so I'll look, you know, when I'm brushing my teeth, I'll look at me. Of course, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I like looking at myself. If you don't look at yourself in the mirror and say, Ooh, God did good. Then you're probably doing something wrong. You know? <laughs> and so sometimes I, did, I, I thank him. Sometimes I question him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like God, how much, uh, how much of this th- these pimples did you put in this pot when Is you were making? Is this really these, your you know? image? Were you okay when you made this? <laughs> yeah, but you know, everything's perfect. Whatever yep. flaw you might seem, God loves. So um, you're beautifully and wonderfully made. And I would love to have a, uh, um, another episode on stuff along those lines. You know, promises. I'll that write God... it down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Just promises to us from God. I think it would be a good one. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know the promises that God has made us. So, um, yeah, exactly. Good point. And myself included, I forget them all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but speaking of promises of God, my mom in the family group chat, she just sent one, uh, like 30 minutes ago, or I guess it was, it was right before this, uh, this episode started. So it's a little about, it's about 45 minutes ago, maybe an hour. And so anyways, it's a picture of a rainbow, right? It's a double rainbow cause they live on top of a mountain in, here in Georgia and they mm-hmm. can see for, for miles. And uh, anyway, so they got a double rainbow and they, they sent it. And I instantly thought of, of course, uh, the promise to us from God. And so uh, there's promises everywhere, everywhere you look. There are promises that God has made you. You just you just need to, you know, to learn what they are so you can recognize them. Um, but anyways, going back to this whole thing, let's kind of wrap it up. Um, do you have any any last thoughts before I uh, say my last note point <laughs> no no you want to do the okay. prayer after this one i'll let you do the prayer okay sure um but verse 25 so it says from mm-hmm. then on crowds followed him everywhere right so this took a yeah. lot of faith in those individuals kind yeah, of because like, to them he was technically just a random guy you know mm-hmm. like, exactly dude that just came into the town and just started preaching and healing and yep and and so since mm-hmm. that took a lot of faith now you all should hear us close this out and then go watch the next episode which is on the topic of faith let's and, go uh, i'm so and, excited and, Codus is going to take this one away. He's going to rock it. Um, hopefully. So, I don't know. You got it, dude. You got the Holy Spirit within you. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, hopefully. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll let him talk to it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He'll speak for us. I'm telling you. Uh, oh, half, that's always half. how the TikToks work. Right? Dude, I tell you what. I, I hear, like, I'll have a subject. Like, oh, that'll be a good video. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to say. I just start recording. And the next thing I know. That's I'm, exactly I'm, what I do. Yeah. And then I'm, like, 15 minutes in. I'm like, oh. That's a long video. I need to shorten that. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so it's crazy how God works. But uh, so I'll go ahead and close out in prayer. Um, dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, allowing Codus and I to, to meet up through the, the, the weird world of TikTok. Um, thank you for allowing us to, to follow your command. And God, as Codus always says, where you guide, you provide. Um, thank you for providing for us and, and uh, constantly guiding us, guarding us and protecting us. I can't say it any better than that, God. Um, thank you for that. And, and thank you for every situation that we have, not necessarily for the things that we have, but in, you know, your word, God says, it says to be thankful in every situation. So God, um, whether somebody that might be listening is in a bad situation, God, uh, help them, 
uh, be with them to, to learn, you know, to be thankful of you in every situation, God. Um, again, we are so amazed with what you're doing with this podcast and, and we, we can't imagine, you know, where it's going. So God, we just pray, um, for your guidance in this. And we also pray for, um, prosperity and blessings with it, God. Um, I know that your will be done, God. So we pray that your will be done, whatever your will may be, whether it be, uh, something that we don't want, that's fine, God. It's just whatever you want. So, um, God, we want this, uh, it, well, your word also says that, you know, the, uh, desires of our heart. So God, you know, where our hearts lie and you know, uh, that we just want your will. And, uh, God, we pray for this podcast. We pray for the people that are listening. And with that being said, in Jesus name, amen. Amen. Uh, y'all have a fantastic evening. Uh, Cody, do you have anything you want to add? Nope. I'm ready All for right. faith, man. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, y'all quit this episode and y'all go watch the next one. But with it's that being about said, to get lit. That's right. With that being said, y'all uh, have a good evening or good morning, wherever you're at in the day and Godspeed.